Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was a story that changed everything. Hello and welcome to Story Tales, the podcast all about storytelling in its many forms. I am Marcus Hooper and I am here with my wonderful, wonderful wife, Amy. Hi. Hi. So today, Amy, we are wrapping up Harry Potter month since it was the spoopy month of October. <laughs> we watched all the Harry Potter movies and we're doing the last two in this episode. We're doing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one and two. So we'll do one first, we'll have a little break, and then we'll talk about two. Amy, you want to jump right into part one? Yeah. Yeah? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So we'll start off with, what did you think of the movie overall, part one? It was, I really liked it. It was a lot, and just so much, like, not like, oh, it's just so much going on, but like, you know, I don't know, it affected me a lot, and I was just like, ah. Yeah. I don't know if anything made sense. No, I, I understand. Okay. It's very, first of all, they're very emotional. Yeah. Because of the story and because it's the end, right? Yeah. And we like this story. We like these characters. Uh, I, I'm talking about me and Amy personally. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying, that it's just very emotional and there's a lot to it physically, like it's two parts of one story. So there is a lot going on. And part one ends on a cliffhanger. So you're like, woo. But then also there's just a lot emotionally, like there's a, like even little things, like we notice there's a lot more handheld shots, it feels a lot more gritty, it feels a lot more down to earth, but that makes it feel a lot more emotional, because it makes you feel like you're right there with the characters when they're having their dramatic scenes. And then the actors did such a great job, like all of them, but the main three were fantastic. They really got their time to shine in these two movies, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that specifically but yeah there's just a lot going on emotionally literally like physically a lot going on and there's just so much like just heaviness on purpose yeah there's a lot of heaviness and tension and stuff like that so these are tougher to get through not because they're bad but just because it's just you know these are the most dramatic heaviest ones yeah it's not like a Oh, let's watch like a movie and just kind of throw it on and then kind of enjoy it. Like these are an experience, I yeah, think. <laughs> they are. And I even I even said to you last night, I wish I had been like going to the movies to see these because mm-hmm. I would have loved to have gone to the theater and seen these movies. I'm actually, it's the opposite for me. First of all, I'm glad I didn't have to cry out in public. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't have to wait like a year between movies. That's right. We watched them back to like Friday and Saturday. I don't know. I don't know if there was a year between because they shot they shot them back to back, so it might not have been a year. I'm not sure. It still wasn't like the next day. Like they didn't release yeah. at the same time. People had to wait a length right. of time, and we didn't. We had to wait. We waited a day. <laughs> yeah, I remember between Infinity War and Endgame, I was like, oh my that gosh, was rough. and it was worse because there were other MCU movies coming out, and I was like, boo, you're Who wasting cares? my time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I would have liked to have seen it on the big screen. And I think the thing I'm talking about mostly is on the big screen, but also I can't imagine like what the energy would have been like to have Mm -hmm. seen it with Harry Potter fans. Mm -hmm. Like we've all been following the movies probably since we were young, you know, and just the energy to be seeing the finale 
you know, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm like, I wish I had been able to experience that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you did cry. You cried in both, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they both had a lot. But let's talk, <laughs> let's move into why you cried. And while we're doing that, we're going to mention spoilers. Um, let's just say spoilers for both yeah. because, I mean, we're going to try to talk mostly about part one, but it's a two-parter, so we might jump back and forth sometimes. Um, so spoilers for both. If you haven't seen Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one or two, um, we recommend, spoiler yeah. alert for our opinion, <laughs> we recommend you watch it. Yeah. Um, we definitely recommend you go see it, check it out. Check out the whole series, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I mean, you'll catch on pretty quick probably if you just watch these, but there'll be a lot of things that you'll be like, what? Yeah. Um, like, you'll be like, where did that mirror come from? Yeah. Um, but actually, they don't That's, tell you. Yeah, the movies are going to help you. The, the movies the books, won't help the books, you. the books. <laughs> yeah, in the books, they tell you. It's so funny. Okay, so I think you stopped me from talking about this when we talked about Order of the Phoenix. But um, in Order of the Phoenix, he gets uh, Harry gets a, a mirror as a gift from Sirius. And then when Sirius dies, um, he's so upset. Harry is so upset. Harry is so upset. Yeah, Sirius is... Sirius is so furious. So right now, you guys. Sirius is furious. Um, no, Harry is so upset that he accidentally breaks the mirror. And, oh, I remember what it was. He, the note with the mirror, he had never opened it until after Sirius died. Mm-hmm. The note that came with it was, if you need me, just look in the mirror and I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Sirius wrote that when he was alive. But Harry, in his grief... For a minute, was like, oh, maybe he'll see me. Like, maybe I can talk to him. Yeah. But that's not how the mirror works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so then he got mad and like threw it down, and it broke. And then it kind of stayed at the bottom of his, um, like trunk trunk for a long time until in Deathly Hallows he looks at the bottom of his trunk, and most of it has been crushed into powder by all his other stuff except mm-hmm. one shard. There's only one shard left. And so he takes that shard and he sees a blue eye in it that looks like Dumbledore's eye. And he goes, ah, Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. And so he keeps the shard and takes it with him on his adventure because he thinks Dumbledore can see him Mm -hmm. in the shard. However, (laughs) the mirror thing was cut from the movie of Order of the Phoenix. Not, I I don't mean they filmed it and then cut it. They might have, I don't know. But it was cut from the story. Mm Mm-hmm. And it makes sense when you think about it just in that movie. Right. But it's it's, it's kind a of... a huge plot device it's, later. Yeah. And the, but they might not have known that. Yeah. But still, I feel like... Because it wouldn't have been hard to throw it in. No. But that wouldn't have been an issue if the people making the movies had read all the books. I think they did. I think the then people... They would have known it was important. But I think they didn't read... I think not all the books were out. Really? Yeah, like they weren't. I I don't know about when they made Order of the Phoenix if the last books were out. Oh. I don't know, but okay, well, definitely me. when they started, they weren't all out. Okay. So like there was that some stuff sense. they didn't know was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, they also might have just because I I know me if I start working on a project I get serious tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. So they might have read Order of the Phoenix and not passed that, mm-hmm. and then been like this mirror thing, cut it, and then later were like. Oh, the mirror, bring back the mirror. Because I remember, because I watched the movies first. You read the book first. Yeah, I did. I read, I read the movies. I watched the movies first. And I remember when he brings out that mirror shard, I was like, huh? 
I thought I had missed something. I rewound the movie. And nope, he just pulls out a mirror shard from nowhere. And he sees Dumbledore in it. And I'm just like, okay, I guess he has... <laughs> A piece of a mirror with Dumbledore in it. I okay, all right, <laughs> just moving on. And then later they're like, "Oh, it was in Sirius's house, you know." But then it was actually Aberforth that he was seeing in it, not Dumbledore. Aberforth has the other mirror, and they were Aberforth like, "Oh, is Dumbledore's yeah, Aberforth brother. is Dumbledore's brother." That. And they were like, "Oh, so you've been seeing Aberforth because uh, Mundungus took the mirror from Sirius's house and sold it to Aberforth." But then. So that explains seeing Dumbledore in it, and you can kind of see the connection, like Sirius had the other one, but they never say Sirius gave Harry, at least I don't think they did, they never said so. Sirius gave Harry the mirror, or why the mirror was broken, like, and it's just it's just a thing that they had to recover from, because mm -hmm. they made a mistake, they were like, yeah. oh, we shouldn't have cut this, but I mean, that's what happens, I guess, when you're doing this, especially when the series isn't done yet. Mm -hmm. So it's not a movie-breaking thing. I'm not like, huh? Like, I watched this movie, I watched both these movies before reading the books and still was like, this is this is great. I like this. So it doesn't break the movie, but it is something that stands out to me. And it stood out to me before I even read the books. I was like, something's missing here. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. So if you have watched the movies, but you haven't read the books, I would highly encourage you to read them. Mm -hmm. If you are not a big reader, I love books. I don't read a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> I get easily distracted. So I got the audiobooks for all the Harry Potter books, and they were great. Uh, the voice actor is Jim Dale, and he like does all the voices. You've heard them too, Amy. Yeah. And they he does a really good job, and yeah, he really he sets the scene, and you, you really get in the scene, and... Mm -hmm. um, it's really great. I would highly recommend um, listening to them. Something we haven't mentioned, I don't think. Um, you can stop me if we have. Um, a lot of people are upset with J.K. Rowling right now. Right. And yeah, they, we haven't talked about it. And that. they don't want to give her money and stuff. The movies are like, first of all, other people worked on them. So like, mm -hmm. even if you don't want to give J.K. Rowling any money... First of all, if you stopped buying her stuff, she wouldn't even notice. Like, it wouldn't even affect her because she has so much money, you know? I mean, it might be a principal thing. Yeah. Um, but I would say check out the movies because a lot of people worked on those, uh, especially if, if you disagree with some of the stuff J.K. Rowling has said. We're not going to get into it, um, but I did want to mention it. If you disagree with some of the stuff J.K. Rowling has said, I know the actors from the movies have come out and said they disagree with her and stuff, so... Mm -hmm. Um, I still think people can watch the movies guilt-free because a lot of people worked on those. Yeah. She was, she was less involved with the movies than the books, obviously. Mm -hmm. So um, I would definitely watch the movies, but I would still recommend the books because, especially the audio books, because I don't know. Yeah, what? and and if you want to read them and you don't want to support her financially you can check them out from your local library yeah, go to your local library your your local library needs all the help it can get yeah or a used bookstore yeah yeah you can buy it used and mm -hmm. then it's just gonna go to i guess whoever owns it at the time the store, yeah the store, the store. Guess, yeah so I, I wanted to mention that because mm -hmm. it is something that's happening in yeah. our in our world today and we are actively encouraging people to you know, buy the stuff or watch the movies and stuff. So I'm not saying you have to buy a bunch of merch if you don't want to. Right. <laughs> or like you don't have to go to Universal Studios and go to Harry Potter World. 
Um, although I, I kind of want to do that because <laughs> I've never I've never been, but mm-hmm. I did want to mention that um, because there might be people who are waiting for us to talk about that, especially since all month we've been talking about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, Harry Potter has grown beyond J.K. Rowling anyway, regardless mm-hmm. of what you think about what she said. So in my mind, you can support Harry Potter and not support J.K. Rowling and the stuff she's said and done. I don't think those two things are, you know. What am I trying to say? Are they mutually, mutually exclusive? exclusive? Yeah. So, yeah, that, I just wanted to say that before we, I mean, <laughs> this is the last episode yeah. of the month. <laughs> Probably should have said it in the first before one. But sneak by. I only thought of it recently and I was like, oh, so since I was actively encouraging people to get the books or read <laughs> them or watch the movies, I wanted to say that. So anyway, beyond that, let's continue talking about um, part one, part one of the movie. And we'll, as we always do, we'll pepper in parts of the books. I remember the books, I remember both better mm-hmm. than you, only because I've gone through them several times. I think I've yeah. gone through the series three times, the books, mm-hmm. and I've watched through the movie series like tons of times. Yeah. So that's the only reason I, I am better at like remembering things from both. So yeah. while we're watching, I'll be like, hey, re- after it happens in the movie, I'll be like, remember in the books, it actually happened this way. And you'll be like, oh... And you liked that, right? Because I was able to like kind of give yeah. you that parallel as Make we the went connections. along. Yeah, because I really did. I read the books, each book once, and I hadn't even seen these movies yet. And I really hadn't seen any clips from it. Um, so the other, the last two, I was like, maybe I've seen these because this feels familiar. But then as we were watching them, I was like, I don't think I watched When you these. say the last two, you mean the previous two. Before these two that we're watching. Yeah, the previous two. Yeah, sorry. Because they might think you mean the last two the in the last series. The last two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these two, I really haven't even seen that many clips from it. Um, toward the end of the first part, when you've already given the spoiler warning, right? Yeah. When Dobby dies, you showed me that scene a long time ago mm-hmm. to be like, look I think how that they was, did it. I think that was before... I thought you were going to watch. No, them. I'd read them. I'd read them, and you were you were comparing the, the Dobby's death scene to the right. one in the book because right. you're like because in the book he just says Harry Potter and dies. Yeah, but <laughs> not I, like that. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not doing an impression. I'm saying he gave Harry, a line of Harry, Harry Potter. looked down at Dobby's body as the light was starting to fade, and Dobby said Harry Potter. <laughs> trying to do an impression i was saying what his line was but in the movie i did like that they gave him some more lines and he said like oh what a beautiful place to be with friends and then his dying word was harry potter but he was obsessed with harry potter and i and (laughs) it's so funny and sad not funny haha funny ironic i guess that they almost paint dobby in a likably annoying light yeah where you like him but at the same time you're like oh dobby please but and you're like oh he's obsessed with harry potter but then at the end when he's like oh harry potter you're my best friend and that's like his dying words you're like oh i know well i liked too when we're at the end of the movie is where we're starting but he's there at (laughs) malfoy manor Manor. (laughs) you ever name your house uh <laughs> but they're there and Bellatrix is like, How dare you get, go against your master? And he's like, I have no master. I'm here to help Harry Potter because I love Harry Potter. And he yeah. helps him get away. And then she freaking stabs him. I think he says, uh, Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf, and Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Again, I'm not doing his whole line. No, I know. Give me the gist. That wasn't me correcting you, that was just me <laughs> saying like 
It's so good what he says. Showing off that you know what he says. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you wouldn't do the same thing. No, you would. I never. <laughs> yes, never you would. I would never. Yes, you would. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you're right. We did jump to the end. So I'm trying to remember how this starts. Do you remember? Jeez. Yeah. Yes. It starts at the Dursleys and the Dursleys are leaving because it's too dangerous. Mm -hmm. And Harry is at their house and a bunch of wizards are coming there to help him get away. No, no. It starts with Hermione. Oh, it starts with Hermione. Doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's like a, it's, you see all three of them yeah. as they're getting ready for the school year. Yeah. Which I loved. It like it was really showed cool. the main three and sh it, it was like really clear that it was like, we are really focusing on these three. Yeah. And it, yeah, starts with Hermione and uh, she obliviates her parents. So they don't remember they have a daughter because she's so worried about them. She doesn't want them to get hurt. And if she gets hurt, she doesn't want them to have to grieve her. Yeah. I'm of two minds about this scene. Not like I, I do like it, but I'm almost like conflicted because it's going to sound petty, but I feel like these problems almost undermine the scene. Almost. The scene is still impactful to me. Like it makes me emotional and it's really sad. And Emma Watson's acting is amazing in that mm -hmm. scene. Um, when she obliviates her parents and the pictures, like she disappears from the pictures, mm -hmm. I was... Part of me is like, okay, that's not how that works. And then also they're going to look at those pictures and be like, why do we have so many empty pictures? You know? But it's, like I said, it's not enough to undermine the scene for me, but it almost does. Like when I first see it, I'm like, wow. But then when I think about it, I'm like, wait, you know what I'm saying? I guess. It but it's still, a, it's still a really, <laughs> the reason it doesn't fully undermine it for me is it's a very powerful image mm -hmm. of her literally of her disappearing from the pictures yeah because i well i think they had to show that because if she had just obliviated them and we didn't see her racing from the pictures we as the audience would have been like so they're just going to be like who's this kid in the pictures did we have a kid or like what is this so they, it had to show that she didn't just get erased from their memories but the physical evidence of her is gone yeah and we talked about this we we kind of disagreed about this we couldn't remember exactly I thought that in the books, they didn't get obliviated. They just left the country. Like she just told them to leave the country. But I don't think so because I didn't, I hadn't seen the movie. And even before we watched it, I remember her saying she obliviated them. And they might have also left the country. Yeah. But I think she also obliviated them. So they're just on a holiday. It's like this couple. Which takes care of the picture thing. Like yeah, they wouldn't be they around. Yeah, because they wouldn't see the pictures. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, I don't even know. Is it possible to return somebody's memory after it's been obliviated? I don't know, but I keep hoping because... They never, they don't bring they it don't up. They don't bring it up again. I'm like, okay, but what about her family? Yeah, her parents are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it starts with the main three. They cut a scene out from the movie. They filmed it, but they cut it. Um, and I understand why. I'm not like mad that they cut it, but it is a nice scene where Dudley actually kind of, I think he shakes Harry's hand or something. And he's actually like, hey, it's basically like a... They do this in the book, too, where Dudley's like, hey, I respect you now. I've grown as a person, even though his parents haven't. And he's like, I don't like in the book. I, OK, I remember what it is in the book. Aurors come to take the Dursleys away to somewhere safe. Oh. And Vernon is like, why do we why do we have to? And Harry Potter is like exasperated. And he's like, I've told you it's not safe here. They're going to come looking for me and they will kill you if you're here. Mm -hmm. And they're like getting ready to leave. And Dudley like turns around and he's like, isn't Harry coming? Oh. And the the Dursleys are like, 
what? Why would Harry come? Or whatever. And the Aurors are like shocked that they're they're so being so rude to Harry. And then Harry's like, it's fine. They've they just think I'm a waste of space. And then Dudley's like, I don't think you're a waste of space. And Harry, it even I think it says something in the book like if Harry hadn't seen it come out of his own mouth, he wouldn't believe he wouldn't have believed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harry was like, <laughs> I think Harry was like, Are you sick or something? <laughs> and he was like, Well, thanks, Dudley. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's a very nice moment of like, I think, I think it's because he saved Dudley's life in Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure because in that one he was Dudley was like Harry tried to kill me. Yeah, but well, he couldn't see the Dementors. That's that's true. But either way, he got some character development, which I think is really cool because she yeah. didn't have to do that. No, she didn't. But yeah, and they had a moment like that in the movie, but they had to cut it, and I understand that. But they actually filmed it in mm-hmm. the movie, so it's not like something they cut from the story. But like it might be a deleted scene on the DVDs or something. It definitely is. I've seen oh, okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. but yeah, they highlight the main three, and then they come to get Harry, don't they? Yeah. The Order of the Phoenix comes to get him. That's right, because when they're in the Dursley's house, that's when they drink the polyjuice potion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all turn into Harry. Um, I love that Harry... It's annoying in the sense that you know that their plan is the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's really noble, and you, you it, it endears you to Harry even more when he's like, no way, I'm not going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want everyone to look like me, because then they'll definitely target you, and I don't want... There's a big theme in these movies that he doesn't want any more people to die for him. Yeah. He's sick of people dying for him after Dumbledore. Like, Dumbledore was the last one for him. He's like, no no more. I don't want any more people to die for me. Yeah. But they were like, we weren't actually asking Harry. We were just filling you in. Yeah. So buck up, buddy. Get on the broom, <laughs> you know? No, the sidecar. In, in the sidecar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they take off. Uh, we don't have to do a play-by-play of the movie. I'm just trying <laughs> yeah, to remember. Not. <laughs> so one thing that I... I like both versions, but I do think I kind of prefer what's in the book um, because it says more about Harry. But we talked about this a little bit when we watched mm-hmm. it. Obviously, they they the order gets ambushed by the Death Eaters. They got betrayed by somebody, and I don't tell think they ever. Who. I don't think they ever tell you who. Yeah, they do. They show you. It's there's this whole meeting of the Death Eaters, and Snape walks in, and he's like, "They're going to move him next Saturday." Yeah, but Snape literally did it. <laughs> but but Snape wasn't part of the order when they were taught, so he found out from somebody else. Oh, okay, okay. You know, like yeah. he wasn't still going to order meetings. Like, well, no. Hey, everyone, because they booby trapped the house. Well, and he killed Dumbledore. And he killed Dumbledore. But that's <laughs> he why he had outed they, himself as a they, Death Eater. Yes, but that's why they booby trapped the house. I think in the books they explain Mundungus. I well, think he let sucks. it slip on accident. He's an idiot. I don't think he like f- actively betrayed them, but. Still, yeah, he's an idiot. But I don't know how they let him in in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they should have been smarter than that. He was cool. cool. Well, somebody had to be a loose end. <laughs> um, so they get ambushed by the Death Eaters. In in the book, let me start with the movie, because that's my, that's my least favorite of the two. Again, it's not bad, but I prefer what happens in the book because of what it says about Harry. Yeah. In the movie, the Death Eaters figure out which Harry is the real one because Hedwig shows up and tries to protect Harry. Which I think is cute because she knows which Harry is real. Yeah, I do like that. Mm -hmm. See, I like that because of what it says about Hedwig. Yeah. But I prefer the book one because of what it says about Harry because he's the main character. Yeah. In the book, first of all, Hedwig dying, she dies in both and it's very sad. Yeah. It's sadder in the books though because you get get to see more of her. Yeah. Like and how close he was with her. Yeah. So and you get more of her personality. Yeah. 
Um, but in the book, they figure out which one was Harry because he sees one of the um, Death Eaters who's imperious. Mm-hmm. So they're not a Death Eater of their own free will. And so he doesn't want to knock them off their broom or hurt them. Mm-hmm. So he, use, he uses Expelliarmus. And the Death Eaters are like, boom, that's Harry. Mm-hmm. Because they that's like Harry's like signature like spell. He that's the one he goes to all the time. Mm-hmm. And um they know that he's he cares or at least he cares more about, you know, protecting anyone's life at all costs. Which I love. I yeah. love that what that says about him. That first of all, it's it's not a real death eater, you know, in quotes, because mm-hmm. he knows this person is being mind controlled. And he's he even says later, like Lupin in the book is like, is he doesn't say this exactly, but he's basically like, Harry, you idiot. <laughs> you should have just done stupefy or something. They know that's your spell. It was very dumb of you to use that spell. But Harry just comes back and he's like, I will not kill an innocent man. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. And I won't apologize. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, Harry, <laughs> all right. Yeah. And I, I like that he was like, I don't care if that's how they figured out it was me. I wasn't going to knock him off his broom and I wasn't going to kill him. Yeah. So, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, and I like what that says, both of those things. His response of like, no, I was going to do what's right and I'm not going to back down. And also the fact that he wanted to protect Stan. Stan Shunpike, sorry. That was the guy who was in Furious. <laughs> I don't think I said his name. You didn't. He wanted to protect him and he didn't want to kill him because he knew that he was innocent. And I just, I just love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, I, I think little details like that in the book make me like book Harry a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like him. It's the same person. So I yeah. like them. But I liked Harry more after I read the books because of small details like that. I already liked him a lot. I think a lot because of what Daniel Radcliffe brings to the role. Mm-hmm. But they're two very different characters, honestly. Yeah. Like they're the same character. They do the same things. But we can't get inside movie Harry's head like we can in the book. Right. And I also think some of their their interpretations of Harry's actions are different. Mm-hmm. Or like he'll say things in a way that I didn't picture when I, well, for me, I listened to them. So I heard yeah. somebody else do a different take. But it was, you know, very different. Especially like Book Harry does get way more aggressive all the way from Order of the Phoenix to the end. And he kind of does in the movies, but he's a little softer in the movies, which I, I kind of like. But I do love how in the books that really makes Harry feel traumatized. Like you get a sense of that in the movies, especially in Order of the Phoenix. But I feel like that doesn't really carry through all the way. You know, Yeah. you see it a little more in these last two. But in the books, you feel it like he's Mm -hmm. like traumatized, scarred for life. No pun intended. I mean, he has the lightning (laughs) scar. I mean, emotionally scarred. Yeah. Um, So we're still at the beginning. (laughs) So let's let's mention here, for, first of all, before I move on, because you haven't said anything in a long time, I want to make sure it's equal, equal. What do you think about um, both of those versions of that, those events of Hedwig flying in front of him and then him using the Expelliarmus, like those being the two versions, why they discovered it was him? Oh, yeah, I, I like both of them. Like, I think I agree with you, though. Like, the movie one was good, but we miss out on just that little piece of his character. Yeah. On how he won't hurt Stan, you know, because if he if he does the stupefy, he's going to fall off his broom and die, you know, and he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Um, 
But I like this one too. I don't like that Hedwig dies in both. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why we had to do that, <laughs> ma'am. But whatever. <laughs> I, I've heard her talk about like how she wanted it to feel like a real war. With, oh, and with does, real consequences. I was thinking that when we were watching it. I don't remember if we've talked about it before, uh, like when, when we read the books. Yeah. But I was thinking that too because I was like, literally, why? Like during the second one, I was lo- just looking at the, the body count and mm-hmm. I was crying, obviously, and just thinking like, why? Why did she do this? And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's not a kid's movie anymore. There have to be stakes. Right. And it makes you feel really realistic, I yeah. think. because. If just a, it would be really sad if a bunch of wizards and students died who we didn't know. Yeah. But, but that's because a lot of characters we know and like die, you're like, oh. Yeah. You feel more. Yeah. And it is realistic because we see the, the wizards we're seeing are like the talented ones and the powerful ones and the strong ones. So they would be out on the front lines. Yeah. And yeah, some of them would die for it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's why they're there. In fact, they're willing it, to. it doesn't make sense in other movies that main characters always go to the front lines and always make it out. Yeah. Like if you think about it. A lot of times you don't. I think it's one of those things where it's like you didn't notice, but your brain did. Like yeah. sometimes you'll be like, okay, they all made it out. Yeah. Great. You know, like that always happens. People call it plot armor. Like they can't die because the plot needs them. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like in a video game. You might not know this, but sometimes in a video game, a character that is important to a quest is unkillable. Like you can't mm. kill them because okay. you can attack them and they'll like attack you back. But they their health might get to the very bottom, but it won't go past that because mm-hmm. they have to exist for the quest to exist. Huh. Now some games will make it where you can kill those people, but the quest will be marked as failed. Like you failed yeah. it. So sometimes you won't know they're a quest giver and you'll kill them and it'll be like, oh you failed this quest and people will be like, whoops, you know. <laughs> um but I yeah, we're, that's a, that's the next movie in, <laughs> that we're getting into. But I know, but I didn't give details or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, we'd be hopping around a little bit. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of other things in this first one that I really loved. Oh, my favorite sequence, I think, is when they infiltrate the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. I think it's such a great sequence. First of all, those actors... Look like they're having fun being the main three. It lightened up the story a little bit. It did. Yeah. And it was so like, even though we know what's going to happen, it's so like, ooh, like you feel like they could get caught at any moment. Yeah. There's still danger, but there's also a little humor in it. Yeah. Especially when you can tell other people can tell that they're not, those people aren't acting quite like themselves. Yeah. For those who don't know, the, the main three, like, I don't know, knock out three wizards who work at the ministry and then steal their hair, take some polyjuice potion, steal their clothes. Not all their hair, just some of their hair. Did I say all their hair? No, you just said steal their hair. And oh, like I just thought it was funny. Each. I imagined like Lego people, you're just like, <laughs> no. take their hair off. One strand each, take the polyjuice, and then that's how they get into the ministry because they're obviously all wanted. So, well, at least Harry is. So he's undesirable. Yeah. One. Um, and they get into the ministry, but then people will be like, hey, you, Brian, or I don't think any of them. Rancorn is one of them. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but like, they're like, hey, come with me. Or, hey, I thought you were supposed to fix my office because it's raining in there. Or, hey, this, well, I don't yeah. know. Like, they're like, crap. I love when that guy was like, if my wife's blood status were in question downstairs right this moment, I think I'd be a little more concerned about fixing my office or whatever. And then the, the elevator leaves and Ron, looking like that other guy, is like, oh, no, my wife. 
Like, she's downstairs. I got to go help he her. Was and then so... Harry goes, Ron, you don't have a wife. <laughs> he was so in the character. And he goes, oh, yeah. And the actor's <laughs> face, he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Those three, the three actors they got were <laughs> so good. They were so good. And, yeah, you're right. Like, it looked like they were having so much fun. And that was just so funny that Ron was so embedded in his character that he's like my wife like and yeah. i guess the threat from the other guy felt so real yeah he was like oh my god my wife is in trouble and harry was like you idiot <laughs> it was awesome um and then i love the part where uh harry looking like that other guy goes into the courtroom and Umbridge is in there. They they go there to get the Horcrux from right. Umbridge. She's just wearing it around her neck. She doesn't know what it is. No, but... Uh, like, this is one of those things that's very convenient, but I give it a pass because I like what it leads to and that they bring Umbridge back. But it's like, it wasn't even like Umbridge knew what it was. Mm. Mundungus stole the locket, which was a Horcrux, and Umbridge happened to stumble upon him, happened to notice the locket, and want it. Yeah. It's a little convenient. A little. Because we know Umbridge. But I like that they have to go into the ministry and that they have to confront Umbridge again. And I like when Harry is like, um, I don't remember what sets up his line. Do you remember? Oh, she's trying to get the guy she thinks he is to chime in on the, okay, I don't remember their names. So Ron, his... Not his character, but the guy the that guy he's, he's impersonating. Impersonating, yeah. His wife is down there on trial for not being a wizard or mm-hmm. something. Oh, and it's so annoying. Umbridge is like, where'd you get this wand? You must have stolen she's it because like, you're not a witch. She's, she's like, like, I got it at Ollivander's when I was 11 Yeah, she's like, mine. The wand chose me. And she's yeah. like, um, but wands only choose witches and you're not a witch. And I was like, uh, I know. Somebody kill this lady. <laughs> Freaking seriously. I'd be, on, I'd be a Death Eater apparently. <laughs> Ivana Kedavra. <laughs> if you, I don't know if we've explained that. I mean, yeah. not Ivana Kedavra, but we talked about it in the first. Part time. of me, I said the other day, I wish we had recorded our reactions to these movies because, first of all, it's hilarious. We were making mm-hmm. jokes the whole time, but we had an ongoing joke where if anybody ever like interrupted somebody or like scared, startled somebody or like did anything even un- slightly annoying. We would just pretend that the characters would just kill them with the crucia, not the crucia, just curse, <laughs> with the, the uh, Avada Kedavra, the mm-hmm. killing curse. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. So, like, if somebody was just like, uh, uh, excuse me, we'd be like, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> it started in the first one because you said you had watched a, like a commentary video. And yeah, from pretty that. much it. That's what the channel's called. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they did a Harry Potter commentary and they made that joke in the first movie. Um, we explained this joke in another episode. Yeah, but the first one, I think. But I think it was fun. It's very funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, and, and I don't remember what sets up the line. I don't know. She's asking the guy Harry's impersonating to chime in, I think, or to support Umbridge and her side. I don't remember. But then Harry's polyjuice is starting to wear off, and you can see it. And he said, but I must not tell lies. And, yeah. Yeah. And then he stupefies her and takes yeah. the locket. It was awesome. It was, I was great. Like, Lady had it coming. Yes. Witch had it coming. Witch had it coming. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. Get it. Witch Get better it. have my Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we're lame. And then I really, before we move on, I really like, not like, but I, I thought it was funny. After they go to like the main room and their polyjuice has worn off, some guy goes, Hey, that's Harry. That's Harry Potter. Yeah. Like with that energy. Yeah. He's like, hey, that's Harry. Hey, look, guys, it's Harry Potter. And I was like, 
I don't think he cares. He just yeah. thinks it's cool. It didn't sound like he was like, hey, sound the alarm. He he was just like, hey, it's the no guy. Way. Yeah. You're a celebrity. You're on those posters. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're, the, you're the dude. <laughs> you're the dude. Guys, look, it's the dude. <laughs> but they do go to the woods. We see all that in this one. Ron gets splinched. Rupert, oh. Rupert Grint's acting was so good. Oh, it was, that scene was so hard to watch. Yeah, it, it, you were like, oh, uncomfortable, but in a, yeah. in a good way, like you're supposed to be. Yeah. And he was doing so good. You're like, yeah. oh, Ron, oh, no. Yeah, and Hermione, too. Like, she was trying to, like, take care of him, but she was also kind of panicking a little bit, yeah. which is realistic, you know. Like like we said, the three of them, their acting in this is, Incredible. both of these is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Eventually, Ron gets mad and leaves. Mm-hmm. Um. We watched a video. I don't remember who did the video i'm sorry but we watched a video how where they kind of broke down that they think ron is not as good in the movies as he is in the books which i would agree with I, oh definitely it doesn't break the movies to me but it's he is better in the books it's unfortunate yeah they they just make him the butt of the joke a lot and just the comic relief and kind of stupid but and, he's a competent wizard and they kind of make him meaner sometimes yeah like to hermione especially yeah like uh here's an example in prisoner of azkaban um, when Snape takes over their class for a day and they're talking about werewolves, he asks somebody to answer the question and Hermione answers it without like him calling on her. Because she keeps raising her hand and he won't call on her even though she knows the answer. <laughs> and that's why he won't call on her because he knows she knows it. He yeah. wants to humiliate everyone. Well, maybe he wants somebody else to answer. They're not going to answer. They didn't raise their hand. Uh, <laughs> you're the you're Hermione. I Look. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. No, I agree with you. Um, but Snape says something like, that is the second time you've talked without like being out, of turn, or out of turn. Do you, like, he he basically calls her an insufferable know-it-all. Mm-hmm. And in the book, Ron gets mad and comes to her defense. Even though the book even points out that he called her a know-it-all, like, that day, like, earlier. Yeah. But, but because Snape did it, he's coming to her defense. In the movie, he goes, he goes, point. he's got a point, you know. And it's like, even those small differences are like... Yeah, because Ron hates Snape too. So he would never take his side. Yeah, and it's it's almost like, it's also one of those things like you can make fun of your siblings, but if somebody else does it, you're like, hey... Yeah. That's my that's my brother. That's my sister. You know? And like, it's also one thing to call your friend a know-it-all because she she is one. Yeah. She loves knowing everything. But also... A grown man called her a know-it-all. A teacher who's supposed to be encouraging her to learn her stuff and supposed to be teaching her called her a know-it-all. Yeah. And that's just not cool. Yep. In any case. <laughs> yeah. So I, it makes, like, why would Ron be like, he's right? No, he's not right. And Ron would, like... I mean, he's right, but he's wrong. He's in the, wrong because to he, do it. Yeah. Keep those thoughts in your own He's wrong head. in the way... It's like we heard someone say recently, you can be right... But if you say it in the wrong way, you're wrong. Yeah. And that's what happened here. Yeah. Um, but I bring that up because when Ron and Harry are having their argument, there's a little thing. Ron didn't do this, but it was brought up in that video where Harry is like, oh, did you think you'd be back with your mom, with your mom by Christmas? In the book, he says mummy. So he's really trying to be like, oh, you he's think you'd be purpose, back with yeah. your mommy by Christmas? But they really changed it to like, you think you'd be back with your mom by now? And it's like, still hits, still, but doesn't yeah. quite hit the same. That's not, again, that's not a huge thing. I just wanted to bring it up because it's something I remembered and, yeah. and noticed. Um, Ron leaves. Harry and Hermione are by themselves. I'm trying to talk more about this movie because I feel like we haven't talked about this movie a lot. 
I mean, we have, but I just feel like we haven't covered everything. We've certainly talked a lot. We have talked a lot. <laughs> I don't know if it's been about this movie. I don't remember what we've talked about. <laughs> we've just been talking for an hour. Is there anything else? I won't do a play-by-play -play of the movie, okay. but is there anything else from this movie that you wanted to bring up? Um, I did like the woods scenes and stuff, and they're traveling, and you can see how how hard they're all taking it. Because three teenagers under fear of death for themselves and their loved ones, like families and friends, you would argue a lot. Yeah. Especially when you're carrying a horcrux all the time because it's evil, you know, yeah. in your presence around your neck. So it does make sense that they would fight a lot. I think it was realistic. I liked the scene that they put in the movie, and you reminded me it wasn't in the book, Ron is gone. Harry and Hermione are listening to the, the radio, you know, waiting to hear if anything bad has happened to their families. And um, a song is being kind of picked up in the feed. Like, it's kind of like one of those where you can hear the station they're listening to and music kind of cutting in. And so Harry goes over and takes off the horcrux off her neck so she, can, like, isn't feeling like, blech. And they, they just dance together. They're yeah. just friends it's dancing. Platonic. It is, Yeah. Although for a second, you were like... I thought it was a, a Ron nightmare because I knew there was something. I remembered from the book that there was something that he thought they were going to hook up or something. And I was like back and forth like, is this real? And you were like, yeah, this is real. I was like, no, this is Ron's nightmare. And you're like, no, it's real. I was like, no, because the way he went over there, I don't know. It just threw me off. He, it was very sweet. It was. And I think we're trying... Like he kind of grabbed her hand and pulled her. He was pulling her somewhere, but he was just pulling her to the main part of the tent so they could dance. But I think we have been trained, not just you and me, but, but we've people. been trained, if somebody gently like leads someone somewhere, they're going somewhere to hook up. They were in their tent. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I just wasn't sure if it was real. I know Harry and Hermione would never do anything because they're not into each other. Yeah. So that's why I was like, is this when Ron has a nightmare or something? And it turned out to be way later, right when he's about to destroy the Horcrux. Yeah. And like it's all smoky and they're like, Oh, why would why would she be into you? And she she herself, she's like, Why would I want to be with you and I could be with the chosen one? And the the ghosts, air quotes, of themselves start making out or yeah. whatever. But real Harry is on the other side. Yeah, he's like, and he's what like, are oh. you doing? <laughs> he's like, Boo <laughs> <laughs> But like they actually um, yes, that scene that you talked, the dancing scene is beautiful. I, I love that yeah, they added it. because they needed to loosen up a little bit. They can't always be worried, I guess. Like, you have to lighten up a little bit and try to enjoy small moments. Yeah. Even when you're scared and sad and stuff. Yeah. Skipping to what you just talked about where they're destroying the Horcrux. Mm -hmm. Ron is back. Ron's back. They found the Sword of Gryffindor. Um, and, you know, the ghosts of... Harry and Hermione are like taunting him. Mm -hmm. They they actually painted them with like this paint so their skin would look like that. It looked really cool. It looked really cool. I don't know why they were naked when they were kissing. I guess I mean that would probably make it worse. Yeah. Like, oh, they're naked. Like they're like hooking up and right course, in front of me. You don't see anything. These are YA movies. You know, yeah. there's no. But it's like they're silhouettes. And you, you can can't tell see that. Like clothes. I mean, you can tell that like. Her, it doesn't look like Hermione's wearing anything. Yeah. I mean, Dan's shirtless, but that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's Dan. I think Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson both said that was weird for them mm -hmm. because they do feel like brother and sister. Yeah. Because they weren't interested in each other. No. Like in real life. So they were like, this is weird. But they were <laughs> professionals, so they just did it. But yeah. 
they were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like when they were kids and she felt uncomfortable hugging them both, you know? Yeah, she, <laughs> she's a professional now, now so yeah. she's like, oh. I think they were adults by this point. Probably. But yeah, all that to say, I really like this movie. It does get a little slow, but I think because I expected that, it doesn't bother me. I was, when I got to that part in the book, I was like, how did they get to the woods? What's happening? Because it felt like it was a lot of exposition for a while and not a lot of action. So I still, like, I was confused. I think you even asked me, weren't you like, how'd they get to the woods? Yeah, I was confused a little bit. I was like, they got there right from the ministry. And you were like, oh. Yeah, I blanked out at some details and didn't realize I blanked out. And I was like, I think I was a couple pages in and I was like, where are we? (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you're reading like a textbook for school. And you just blank, like space out. And then when you come back, you're like five paragraphs down. And you're like, I don't remember anything I just read. I did that yesterday reading a book. I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, hang on. I don't know what just happened. I got to go back and get some details. <laughs> like just read a few paragraphs. But my mind is somewhere else. Yeah. My eyes are still like, this is what we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this book and this movie does get a little slow, but it's on purpose. Yeah. Because they're like, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Which I like. They're like, we have to, they have to figure it out on their own. Like, where are the Horcruxes? What, what are, are the Horcruxes? What are we looking for? Where do we find them? How do we destroy them? And I like the way that they find out. Like, it feels natural. Yeah. It feels like they did just discover it. And nothing really feels too convenient. Mm-hmm. Like, they get found by Snatchers, and then the Snatchers suspect that he's Harry. So they bring him to Malfoy Manor, where Bellatrix sees the Sword of Gryffindor, where she expresses that there's something else in the vault that she doesn't want them to get, mm-hmm. which is how they discover that it must be in there. And in the book, they flesh out more about why Harry knows it's the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, he's just like, that's it. But mm-hmm. you're kind of like, I can believe that because he yeah. has a connection to the Horcruxes. So yeah, he, he can, can, he can be like, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. But it makes sense. Like, it feels real, like that they actually discovered all these things for themselves mm-hmm. and not like just a convenience. Like the the story was like, and I have pushed them into the next Horcrux because it's time. You yeah. Know? I just remembered actually, there's one of them. I think it's the the ring, like a family ring that Dumbledore has already destroyed from mm-hmm. in the previous book slash movie. Um, but I think Dumbledore goes into a story of what the ring is and like his, like Tom Riddle's family yeah. And I do remember that in the book, like just now remembered. And that was a little bit slow too, but not too bad. Yeah. That was in the last book though. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Dumbledore's not alive in this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, confused. it's a Slytherin heirloom. But then yeah. also the gem on it is the resurrection stone. They don't mention that in this, oh. but that's how that's part of the reason Dumbledore touched it is because he was like, oh, this is the resurrection stone. And then he touched oh. it and got cursed and was like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I did think this is in the second part, but when he opens the snitch and it comes out, I was like, is that the ring? But then it what, wasn't on a ring. Kind I was like, of. Oh, it's the resurrection stone. You were stone. right. I was right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But I forgot there was And in the thing. movie, they do make the gems look the same. So yeah. like it does, it is the same gem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot more we could say, but this is already getting pretty long. It's very long. It makes sense that this episode of the podcast would be longer because this is the finale. So I think we have more to say because it kind of encompasses the whole series now. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. To be in theme, we should have done this whole thing in a British accent. I thought you were going to say we should have done two parts. <laughs> two parts. No. Because it's to fit in October. That's true. Halloween. 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 <laughs> okay. Anyway. So anyway, we're let unless you have something else to say, 
I mean, I have more to I could say, but we I, could talk about this all day long. Yeah. Well, if if you guys want to talk to us more about this, follow us personally on Twitter. Well, you can follow me. I don't know if if Amy wants that. <laughs> I mean, if they follow me, they'll probably see you. They'll probably find me. Yeah. Mine is Marcus is a Hooper on mm-hmm. Twitter, but you can also follow us the Storytales Twitter as well. Talk to us. Give us a little tweet. Throw a little tweet our way. <laughs> hey, you slide know, slide into the DMs. Slide the good those DMs. Slide those DMs. I'd rather you just tweet me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we have more we could say, but we're gonna cut it off here for the first part. Uh, so we're gonna have a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Stay with us. We're back. Welcome back. And now we're going to talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Because we took so long talking about Part 1, we're going to try to be quicker with this one. So we might skip over more things that we wanted to talk about. But we don't want this episode to be like two hours long. Yeah. And honestly, we should have made the first half shorter because this one is where... It's like, this one is just super packed. Yeah, it's got so much in it. But we'll we'll try to get through everything that we want to talk about. So let's just, ju- let's just jump into it. <laughs> is that a very YouTuber thing to say? Yeah. So let's just jump let's into just it. Let's just jump right in. First, let's, let me read eight ad reads. Yeah. And then let me shout out this is every brought person to con- commented on my videos. This, is brought, this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Goodbye Rotten. HelloFresh. <laughs> Don't say it. Ah! Not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> I, I was just sitting there staring at you like, what is he talking yeah. about? <laughs> anyway, we said we were going to make it shorter and we haven't oh, talked gosh. about it yet. Um, first of all, what do you think of this movie? Part two. Oh my gosh. I loved it. Um, I texted my older sister, Jessica, after we finished these because she is the first of our family to have watched Harry Potter. Yeah. And she had, so she had seen the movies. And so I texted her the other night when I was like, ah, we just watched Half-Blood Prince. And she's like, ah. And then last night I was like, oh my gosh, we watched both Deathly Deathly Hallows. She said, what did you think? And I sent like a bunch of crying emojis with the loud effect. (laughs) And she's like, I know. (laughs) But yeah, it was really good and very sad. But also happy ending. Happy-ish. It does have a happy. (laughs) It has a happy ending. It does. Overall. To me, it has a realistic happy ending. Yeah. Like they didn't, not everything wasn't. Tied up in a nice little bow. Yeah. They didn't all come out unscathed. Right. But they won. They won. And they had a happy life in the end. Yeah. And our main three made it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Our main three made it. (laughs) So let's kind of just jump through things that we liked and maybe things that we didn't like. Okay. So we pick up from where Voldemort, he took the, which we didn't mention in the last part, Mm. but um, he took the um, Elder Wand from Dumbledore's grave Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what the main trio are doing at the beginning of this. I don't remember. They are at the cottage where Bill and right. They just buried Fleur. Um, Dobby. Dobby. Yeah. yeah. The first big set piece is they infiltrate Gringotts, which I really like. And mm-hmm. Helena Bonham Carter is doing a great job pretending, pretending to, to be Hermione, Hermione pretending, pretending to be, to be her, Bellatrix. Be- Bellatrix. Yeah. yeah. I almost said Beatrice. That's a real name. Beatrice. Um, it was so good because I like one thing I noticed she was doing the eyes that like Bellatrix does her eyes all 
crazy. I'm doing them right now, but you guys obviously can't see. Yeah. But like making them wide and making like, them wide. Ooh. And like, I'm intimidating you. Yeah. But she wasn't doing it how she's been doing it in the series. She was doing it as Hermione trying to imitate it. And it was just so funny. I yeah. loved it. And like, she can't walk in heels. So she's like tripping through the, through the, gr- the bank or whatever yeah. it is. She was so funny. And a Death she's Eater's excellent. like, oh, good morning. And she goes, good morning. And Grip Hook <laughs> goes, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Bellatrix awesome. would not say good morning. Yeah. She might have killed that guy. Yeah, like I'm <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Hermione just was like, I'm on a good yeah. They'd be like, whoa. <laughs> Everyone in there would she's be like, her- Bellatrix <laughs> is here. <laughs> yeah. She's in character too now. Yeah. It Rom just is Bellatrix. Very, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Where's Hermione? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like those cliche like clone scenes where it's like I'm the, that's the clone. No, that's the clone. Yeah. No, kill her. She's the real Bellatrix. No, kill her. She's the real Bellatrix. They're like pointing their wands. Yeah. I don't know who to kill. <laughs> They're going to kill somebody. Oh, we're off the rails. About a cadaver? <laughs> Do you think it still works? It comes it like out that. like... <laughs> it falls on the ground. It just goes like... <laughs> <laughs> We're not funny. We're not. Hopefully somebody thinks we are, though. Um, <laughs> so I like when they infiltrate Gringotts, and of course it doesn't go as planned. No, but I said that that looked like a really cool ride for them to put at Universal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they did. They should, though. They should. When it they was were basically on a, little a roller cart. coaster and like a waterfall splashes onto them. We talked about how they go under the waterfall, which washes away all enchantments. So Hermione looks like herself. Ron, he was disguised a little bit. He didn't have Polyjuice Potion, mm-hmm. but he was disguised his disguises go away. Um, and they had Imperioed one of the... Imperiist, I think is how you say it. But they say Imperio to cast it. But yeah, you're right. They yeah. had Imperiist, Imperified. Imperified. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, goblins at the bank. So that went away. He's like, hey, how'd you get down here? Yeah. You thieves. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, haven't stolen anything. Yeah. We're just You're trespassers just at this point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumping to conclusions. Yeah. And then they just imperiused him again. I almost said imperial. Yeah. <laughs> they just imperiused him again. Yeah. But I like that when they see the dragon, Grip Hook is like, shake these things. It's been trained to like um, expect pain when it hears the noise. Yeah. And Hermione goes, that's barbaric. Yeah. And like she doesn't shake one of the things. Mm-mm. And it's like this happens a lot where you side with Hermione like you're like I agree with you but at the same time I don't I don't know what another solution would be, you know? Yeah. So it ends up still happening. Like they still shake the things. Right. But and you're like I don't know how else they'd get past the dragon, but I appreciate that bit of Hermione's character yeah. and the attention to detail that like Emma Watson didn't pick one up and she didn't shake one. Yeah. Because the character was like, I'm not participating in this. Yeah, because she wouldn't. And like, especially from what we know of her in the books, that she was trying to free all the house elves of the castle, like against their will. And they're like, please don't do this. Yeah, they're like, stop. (laughs) Stop tricking us by leaving us hats. (laughs) We want to be slaves, which some people have said is kind of problematic. I think it's complicated. It's not, you can't really be like. I don't think about "Mm -hmm." it too much. Yeah, (laughs) don't think about it too much, too much. Is that a song? Copyright. <laughs> Our <laughs> podcast just got struck down. It's a cover. Yeah, it's a cover. It's hey, a cover. I'll have to sing Very... the rest of the song so that I... <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have headphones on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we said it's going to be shorter. I know. We're, we're, not, just we're not talking about the movie at all. Anyway. So the dragon. So the dragon. <laughs> that should <laughs> the be dragon like... Walking. Can we say that like... In- <laughs> 
anytime we get off topic, no matter what we were talking about, we go, so anyway, the dragon walked in. <laughs> and he stepped on the ball. <laughs> oh, is that from 30 Rock? No, I think it's Kimmy Schmidt. That's Kimmy Schmidt. Although we are going to be talking about 30 Rock on this podcast. That's going to be the next episode. It so, was my pick. So stay tuned. Our, the next thing we're going to talk about is 30 Rock. There's a little a little tease. Um, but anyway, back to the movie. Oh, what movie? Back at the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so they get into the vault. They get the Horcrux. There's the multiplying things. Um, Chaos and I'm, mo- I'm mostly doing this not for the listeners. I'm just trying to remember how the movie goes. Right. Uh, we only watched it yesterday. Yeah, I know. They get out. Of the skipping time, they get the cup. Griphook takes the sword. He betrays them because he's a little stinker. He doesn't really care about wizards. No, he he kind of respects Harry in a way because Harry respects creatures that aren't wizards. Yeah, like house elves and goblins. Like he shows them respect as far as like he doesn't consider them less less than him. You know, he doesn't necessarily trust them right away if they haven't earned it, but. But um, he respects them as equals. Yeah, he was kind to him when they were st- at the beginning when they were staying at the cottage. He's like, I'm gonna go talk to him, and yeah. just wanted to get information. And like, he's like, I didn't steal the sword; it appeared to me. Yeah. Um, at first, he was like, uh, it's complicated, and then Grip Hook was like, Well, then my story's complicated too. If you're not gonna <laughs> tell me, I'm not gonna tell you. And Harry's like, It appeared to us. Look, there was this Patronus. It was a doe. So I followed it to the to the pond. It was frozen. I saw a little bit of a, a glimmer down there. I figured out it was a sword. I couldn't get it. He goes into the, like the I whole thing. I almost drowned. Ron showed up. Ron showed up. Okay, Ron okay. Ron had left. Ron had left. Okay, so we had the Horcrux, right? Around our necks. <laughs> he like goes into the whole thing. Grip Hook goes, okay, okay, it's complicated. I wish Olaf had been there. If you guys have seen Frozen 2 and Olaf does a recap of the first movie to the characters. Their parents are dead. <laughs> it's hilarious. And I laugh so hard every time. I wish Olaf had been there to explain Olaf. the whole Olaf. <laughs> it sounded like you said Olaf. I didn't. I said Olaf. Okay. I said Olaf. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> I wish he'd been there to explain the whole Deathly, Deathly Hallows Part 1 to the Goblin. <laughs> yeah. It's been hilarious. Anyway. Um, Josh Gad, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Go Get on being in that movie that's already No, been I made. just... He could record a little... Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Cut. Marcus bullying me. No, hey. Leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> So anyway, back to the movie. So they get out of the bank. They find out, like, Harry has, like, a vision because he's connected to Voldemort. They find out that Voldemort knows they're hunting Horcruxes now because he didn't know before. Yeah. Because none of the Horcruxes were, like, he didn't realize that they were gone. Yeah, he didn't feel them being destroyed. Which makes more sense in the books a little bit because in the books they say that he can't feel when they're destroyed. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only finds out because they inform him that they stole something from his vault. Mm-hmm. It's Bellatrix's vault, but I think it's really his vault. Yeah. It's just it's under her name. Because how is he going to walk into a bank and say, I'd like to access my vault? Well, he could at this <laughs> point now, probably, but before he couldn't have. No. But yeah, in the book, he finds out because they stole it, and he's like, huh? And that's when he, he actually, in the book, Harry gets visions of him going and checking all the other hiding places mm-hmm. and being like, ah, they're gone, they're gone, they're all gone. And in this one, this is also when he, quote unquote, discovers that they're hunting Horcruxes, but they make a point to show in this movie that he feels it when the Horcruxes are destroyed. So I don't know why 
when they destroyed the book, he w- he didn't have a body yet, so he might not have felt it. Yeah, the diary from Chamber Chamber, Chamber of Secrets. Secrets. Okay. But the ring, he should have felt that. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't. We didn't oh, need well. him to. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't need him to. I do, like, that small thing doesn't make sense, but I love when they show him, Voldemort, and Harry both reacting to a Horcrux being destroyed. Yes. Like they can both feel it. I do like that they added that. Yeah. I don't remember which Horcrux it was, but I told you when we were watching it last night that Daniel Radcliffe's acting was so good. It was the tiara. It was the tiara, yeah. I was in pain almost watching him. Like he was shaking and panting and stuff. And like it was so good. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. He was amazing. Yeah. So they, Harry now knows that Voldemort knows they're hunting Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. Which makes it more dangerous because now he's like, because ah, he was always looking for Harry. Yeah. But now he's like, we have to find him, you know? Yeah. Um. So uh, I don't remember what their next move was. That's when they head to Hogwarts, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Um. Because Voldemort starts thinking about the other Horcruxes. And so he pictures um Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So Harry's like, okay, the next one's at Hogwarts. And I know it's related to Ravenclaw mm-hmm. because of the thoughts Voldemort was having. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they kind of got there because in the book it had like they're like, oh, we had a Gryffindor one, we had a Slytherin one, we had a. Did they have a Hufflepuff? They one? don't know that for sure. Dumbledore just- theorizes that that idea probably that Voldemort probably liked that idea of having a Horcrux from each house, mm-hmm. but he didn't know for sure if That's he true. did that. What was the Hufflepuff one? The cup. The cup. Yeah. What's the Gryffindor one? He, uh, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was a baby. He didn't make one. He he thinks, Dumbledore thinks that he would have done the sword. Okay, okay. But, yeah, because remember, he, he thinks he would have done it if he had given him that job. But he didn't okay. give him the job of Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Oh, okay, okay, and I gotcha. And then Voldemort cursed the job. And that's why they couldn't keep anyone Oh, in. okay. Did, was that explained in the movie? No. Okay, because I was like, I missed it. Okay, yes, because at the beginning of the series, they talk, like, students are rumoring, like, oh, they say that job is cursed because no one can keep it. Yeah. And it really was. It really was. <gasps> yeah. Okay, I forgot. Literally <laughs> cursed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, it was actually cursed. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, if I can have this job, everyone who does so, it is going to die. So Dumbledore thinks that he didn't have a Gryffindor one, but he would have if he had been given that job, and he thinks he would have gone for the sword. Makes sense. So yeah, Harry's his Gryffindor one. Yeah. But he doesn't know that. No, because he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. By the way, spoilers still. I mean, we said spoilers at the beginning. You but don't have to say it eight times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> eight times for each movie. Yeah. So they go to Hogwarts. Well, they go to Hogsmeade first, and that's where they run into Aberforth, who is Dumbledore's brother. Mm-hmm. And that's where they go into the whole mirror thing that I brought up before. Um, and they think Aberforth has given up. We get a little more information about Dumbledore's sister. We get a lot more information in the book about Dumbledore, like people telling Harry, like, oh, Dumbledore might not have been as good as you think. Yeah. There's a whole subplot in the book that's not, you don't really feel it in the movie. Yeah. You feel the end of it, like the resolution, where Harry's like, I trust the man that I knew. Mm-hmm. But that's an ending to a to us. Like a plot point that I feel like wasn't really set up in the movie. No. It kind of was at the Weasley wedding, but then. I like, don't think it was to the detriment of the movie, though. I don't no, think I'm it just was saying, like, it wasn't like, in there. Yeah, I'm, it wasn't weird that Harry was like, I still trusted him, even if he made it still works. When he was younger. Yeah. It, if, in fact, it works more because 
he you don't see him doubt at all. Yeah. So when Aberforth is like, I don't think he's as great as you thought, Harry's like, well, shut your mouth. <laughs> and, and you're like... You wouldn't. He's your brother. <laughs> but I do like... Obviously, we've said constantly that the books just have more information. Yeah. And the information they have more often than not is really interesting. Yeah. So you're like, huh. So like in the book, they go way more into Dumbledore's um, past. Uh, and Dumbledore ex- explains a lot of it um, when Harry sees him in King's Cross at the end. Oh, yeah. And for those who don't know the story, that sounds like he just ran into a dead man at, at a train at station. At a train station, yeah. Um, anyway, so... I'm trying to like just skip to the parts that I have something to say. Well, let's just go straight to the Battle of Hogwarts when it first starts. Okay. So I oh. love... Oh, oh, you go ahead. You go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Okay. So we're at Aberforth and he talks into the painting of where Dumbledore and Aberforth's sister was. Yeah. The I don't painting remember of her. her name. I don't either. Amelia. Andrea. No, it's not Amelia. but It's an A name. Yeah. And she leaves the painting, and then she comes back, and someone's following her, like, oh, who's with her? And the painting opens, and Neville is coming down a secret passage. And it's like, yeah, freaking Neville. Yeah. Love you, Neville. Neville's great. In the, I mean, he's great the whole series, but, like... He really comes into it. We talked about how you said, oh, he's br- he's brave in this one. Yeah. And I pointed out, I was like, I think he's been brave the whole time. He's just more competent now. Yeah, and confident. And, and more confident. And I more confident, yeah. too. Yeah, because I don't... You're right. He was brave in the first one. He stood up to them in the first one. He's like, hey, we're not supposed to Dumbledore really gave that. him points for points it. Points for it. Five points. He ten gave points. It. Whatever. I fell asleep in that one. Well, but they, he gave him ten points, but before that, because of the points he had given the Harry, three. Ron, and Hermione, they were now tied with Slytherin. Slytherin. So the ten points, like, bumped them yeah. up. So <laughs> Points don't really matter. Could have been one point, they would have won. Yeah, but points don't really matter. Dumbledore just wants Gryffindor to win. <laughs> I don't think that's true. We talked about that before. I think, Did we? I think they We're earned those points. No, I know. I just think it's a... I think people they on say, the internet are like, no, no one really cares. It's a bias. He's biased. And I'm like, but I think Gryffindor... It seems like Gryffindor has earned that every yeah. time. Like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione saved the world. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Every year, yeah. I think their so, house deserves to win. A but in their house, their house didn't win any points for their heroics after um, the first year, I don't think. Or if they did, know. they didn't point it out. We stopped keeping track because we're like, we have bigger things going on to put in these movies. Yeah. And don't really have time to care about who wins the house cup or whatever. Um, but yeah, Neville's great. Oh yeah, Neville. I love when they're in, I'm skipping ahead. I love... Oh, you have something to say. I was just going to say, he takes him down the secret passage to Hogwarts. It's the only one left. Well, it's like a new secret passage. They made it, I they think. They made yeah. it. Because they all got shut down. Yeah. And so, and like he sees... It's not just Gryffindors. I think it's the Dumbledore's army. It's. I think it's anybody. Because there's anybody. a lot more people than, Dumbled- than well, were in Dumbledore's army. I didn't mean the original. I figured they just kind of kept growing it I think it's just gone. any students who are loyal to Harry and Dumbledore. Which is sweet. Yeah. And to the Order of the yeah. Phoenix. Um, and when Harry shows up, they go to the radio, do you remember? And they say, yeah. I have a new weather report. Lightning has struck. I repeat, yes, lightning has struck. And that's it. like their code for saying Harry has shown up. Yeah. I don't think that's in the book, but I, I really love that. That mm-hmm. was great. Um, when they're all, when Snape calls them all into the, to the main hall, you're shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> he's playing a role right now. I know. Um, Sorry, when I'm Snape sorry. calls them all in and he's like, if anyone knows... Where Harry is, because they got word that Harry was in Hogsmeade. If they yeah. were like, if anyone knows where Harry is, uh, and you don't tell us, okay, um, Avada Kedavra, yeah. you know. 
<laughs> and so he's like saying like, oh, if you know the whereabouts of Harry Potter, you should step forward. Mm-hmm. And then Harry steps forward, yeah. like he was in the crowd in a robe. In a robe, but you can't from where from where the shot is. I thought it was a random student. I was like, literally, who's doing it? Yeah. And the camera comes down, and it's Harry. He's like, I'm right here. Yeah, and that's not in the books, but I really like it. <laughs> it was so cool. Where he's like, you looking for me? And then he says, How dare you stand where he stood? Yeah. Ugh. And that I was like, made me uh, And he's like, Why don't you tell them how you looked him in the eye, a man who trusted you, and you murdered him, and then. I think that like Snape pulls out his wand, I think, but McGonagall's like, uh uh-uh. uh. And she and she in runs front up of Harry and, and they duel and then Snape runs away. Yeah. Well he poofs away out the window. <laughs> Alan Rickman's the look on his face when McGonagall shows up, yeah. You can like knowing what we know, you can tell that he's like because if you were watching it not knowing, you would think he's like, Oh, I thought I knew I could win against Harry. I don't know about McGonagall. But knowing what we know I see a lot more in his face. I see like a, oh, I, I, don't, I don't want to fight you. Like, yeah, I don't want to fight any of you. No, Nobody knew. Nobody knew except Dumbledore. Yeah. And he's dead. He dead. He cadaverific. He's super dead. Yeah. He's so dead. We saw his dead body. Voldemort took the it's wand. It's getting too real. Shush. He was like, smack <laughs> you in the face, Dumbledore. Stop, what are you going to do? Nothing. Shut up. <laughs> Get back on track. Punch your nose. Babe. <laughs> it's already broken. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, anyway, that was a great scene. Um, uh, I love. Oh, this is something that I don't think I don't think is in the books. Somebody might correct me, but when um, Flitwick says, "Oh, like, do you really think that'll stop you know who or something like that?" And McGonagall s- says, "Like, uh, we we better we might as well try." And she says, "And his name is Voldemort. You might as well say it, mm-hmm. Professor Flitwick, because he's going to try to kill you either way. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. Where at this point, they're like, he's- I mean, he's going to kill us now. We're we're a target, so might as well just call him Voldemort. Yeah. The, the battle is really cool. I'm kind of skipping over a little bit. So he finds, Harry finds the TR because he talks to the ghost. Yeah. He Helena, finds it. Helena Ravenclaw. Helena Ravenclaw. He finds it in the Room of Requirement. Mm-hmm. Is this after... They go to the Chamber of Secrets? Yes. Yes. Ron and Hermione go to the Chamber of Secrets to Smooch. stab the cup. The cup. The cup. With- That's the one where I was like, oh my gosh, because Harry was like panting against the wall. That's the one that was destroyed. Yeah. It. I was like, oh, he's so good. No, not the cup. It was yeah. the tiara. Oh yeah, you already said that. Yeah. They, they destroy the cup <laughs> with a basilisk fang because the basilisk's body is still in the Chamber of Secrets. The skeleton. Which I think is a cool... Like, it looks just like it did in the other one. I think it's cool that they're like, we're back, baby. We're in the <laughs> yeah, chamber. And, and I love that Ron opens it with with parcel tongue. Yes. And he's like, Harry talks in his sleep. You <laughs> notice that. And Hermione goes, no, of course not. And I just think she was being nice. Yeah. But they, they stab the cup with the basilisk fang. And then the water hits them. And what happens, babe? They smooch. They smooch. They smooch. Freaking finally. Yeah, kissing, smooching. Maybe not the time. In the book, it's so funny. When they kiss in front of Harry, he's like, uh, guys, maybe later. <laughs> and they're like, right. Who are you? Where are we? Everybody leave. <laughs> no, there's a war going That's on. That's our second Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt reference yeah. in one episode. And we haven't done it this whole time. We haven't. Um, so they smooch. And then they meet up with Harry, and they're like holding hands. And he's like, "Oh, good for you." 
He goes, bam, chicka, wah. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't. Ugh. Then they all three go to the room of, room of requirement. Mm -hmm. They find the tiara, but then Draco and his cronies show up. Mm -hmm. And Draco's like, give me back my wand, Potter. Give it back to me. You have it. And he's like, I don't think so. I'm not going to give it to you. And then either Crab or Goyle. I don't remember which no, one. No, Goyle is there because I remember Ron said, Goyle let the place on fire. <laughs> Goyle let the place on fire. <laughs> Somebody like, oh make my that gosh, into where did Amy go? Who's this British person? <laughs> Goyle? No, Ron was here. <laughs> Why did Ron get on their podcast? Rupert Grint? <laughs> Guest starring. Can you imagine if we just had Rupert Grint? <laughs> How'd they do that? I don't we know. We have two listeners, and we he was in the he was in the back alley, and we were like, yeah. we're recording a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, he was in the studio for something else, and we're like, hey, Rupe, <laughs> hey, Rupe. He's like, hey, don't call me that. <laughs> we're like, okay, Ron. He goes, I'm walking away. I, I, I am leaving. Wait, sir, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. We are way off top. Wait, <laughs> wait, what did we say we were gonna say? Okay, and About then the, the dragon. okay, and then the dragon walked in. <laughs> Anyway, so they're in the room of requirement. Goyle, right? Yes. Is like, do it, Draco. Kill them. Kill them. They're, they're terrible. We hate them. And then uh, a fight breaks out. They lose the diadem. That's what diadem, it's called. Yeah. It's not a tiara. It's a diadem. It's basically I don't a know what the difference is. And there's not one. But the diadem goes flying and they look for it. And long story short, Goyle, Goyle starts a fire. No. It's a magic fire. And it grew like so high. And it looked like a snake. <laughs> it did. It did, you guys. <laughs> and uh yeah, they Goyle dies, but they save Draco and some guy. Some random some guy. Some Slytherin guy. Some guy that didn't participate in the London riots. Look it up. <laughs> or uh <laughs> Crab, the actor who played Crab. Um but anyway, they they save Draco and some dude, <laughs> and they get out of the room of requirement. They stab the diadem with the basilisk fang and then throw it in the fire. And the fire's like, now I have Voldemort's face. Ha! Ra! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, spoopy fire! And then they just close the door. And you hear the fire go, Oh, you're so close to seeing you up with my little fire Oh my gosh, she said that don't work. And then that's when... Voldemort and Harry are like, <gasps> and they're both like freaking out. Yeah. And then that's when, <laughs> I think that's when Voldemort attacks the shield himself and breaks it because they were, uh, they were all attacking it, but mm -hmm. it, nothing was really happening. But then the shield around Hogwarts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, and then Voldemort was like, <laughs> and it broke it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like that. It was. I was like, wow, interesting choice. And then he made our joke because some guy was like, my lord. <laughs> My lord, and he went, Avada Kedavra! Yes! And, and we you said our joke is coming up, and I was like, what are you talking about? Because I was like, I thought you meant the Avada Kedavra joke, but I was like, he's been doing that for 37 books. So, <laughs> but, but it, the way he did it, yeah. the summer was like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Murder. Uh, Avada <laughs> We joked that, what if the guy just went, Avada <laughs> But anyway, the wand isn't quite working for him. Uh, it's cracking up a little bit, cracking under the pressure. <laughs> and, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Um, that's when Harry finds out that Nagini is the last hor the last Horcrux in to quotes. His yeah, the he sixth yeah, he doesn't know that he's a Horcrux. Spoilers. Stop. 
Anyway, let's skip through this because this is already like... We have to get to the Snape part. A regular long... Yes, yes. Let's skip straight to that because, I mean, it's good. everything's good. Yeah. But this is the next big part. This is big. It so is talk huge. about... You talk about the scene where Snape dies. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So Harry finds him because he, this time, taps into Voldemort. He, like, gets there and he sees them down at this, like, boathouse. So he goes down there and they, the three of them are outside kind of sneaking around and Voldemort and Snape are inside the boathouse, and Nagini. And Voldemort is talking about how the Elder Wand won't obey him yeah. because Snape is the one who killed Dumbledore. Right. And so technically, he thinks that technically the wand would be allegiant to Snape. So he kills Snape so that he would have the, the wand is his now. He like slashed him with the wand and then the snake attacked him. He doesn't do Avada Kedavra. The snake attacks him and it's like... Obviously, we don't see it necessarily. No, they do We're a really cool the thing. Window. Because oftentimes, imagination is worse than yeah. just showing you. So, like, sometimes if you just imply what happens, it's worse because then you have to imagine it. Yeah. And you're like, boom. So, they actually show us the other side of the window. Yeah, because you can't really see through it. Yeah, cause, oh, because Snape's laying down against, against a window. window yeah. They show us the other side, the side that Harry's on. And you just hear like Snape hitting yeah, the window. Yeah, and you kind of see the silhouette a little bit, of but the not snake really. Attacking. Yeah, and you see Harry reacting to how horrible it is. Yeah. So then we go inside. Well, Voldemort and Nagini leave, and so the three go inside. <laughs> I know your what you said was correct, but I just pictured Nagini like I'm out, <laughs> like <laughs> just walking like, away. Yeah, like, yeah, Here just, we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Voldy, where next? Where are we going next, Voldemort? I'm so excited. Can I bite some more people? Not even Would British. Let me hey there, hey there, Voldemort. Can we go bite some more people? I love biting people. Let me talk about this. Am I a Horcrux? <laughs> Your mother's a Horcrux, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're doing it on purpose. I am. I love it. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so then the dragon walked so in. Then the, <laughs> so the most serious part of the movie, right? Almost. Yeah. The, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Yeah. I'll do both. Oh no. So so Harry walks in and he goes over to Snape and I I did like this. He's concerned that Snape is dying yeah. even though Harry at this an point hour ago would have wanted him. to kill him. Yeah. But is still trying to stop some bleeding and But I think it's a gruesome death and Harry knows that and he's yeah. like you don't he deserve wish, this. No. Yeah. So Snape is like catch my tears in a bottle. So they <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a song? I think it is. I don't... don't Time in a bottle. Time in a bottle. (laughs) But he's like... Catch my tears in a bottle. Shut up. Harry, I'm slipping away. (laughs) You're making this longer than it has to be. I'm sorry. I'm having fun. We'll quit. This is a podcast. One of us has to. (laughs) We'll quit. This is a podcast. Educational. This isn't fun. This isn't fun. We're talking about movies. work. (laughs) It's work. So anyway, <laughs> oh, a tear is coming out of his eye, and he says, "Catch them" or something. Collect them. He doesn't sound like. Yeah, he does. As a spot on Alan Rickman, he says, "Take them." Whatever. So they do. They catch the tears, and Harry runs up to Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Wait, wait, wait. What? I love Snape. Says, "Look at me," and Harry yes. looks at him, and his last, the last thing he says, like alive, yeah. is. You have your mother's mother's eyes. eyes. I did. I glossed over this. When I read the books, I did not cry when Snape died. I was like, good. 
<laughs> you jerk and you idiot. Well, now technically this time you know more. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, that's If you would stop the heck interrupting All right. I was going to say, when I read the book, I was glad he was dead. I did not care. But I know the end now because I've read the book. Right. So I was bawling my eyes out when Snape died because I was already thinking ahead. So it was it was really hard to watch. So yeah. even though this whole month I've been like, freaking Snape deserved what he got or got what he deserved. Yeah. I, it was harder to actually get there and see it happen when I knew everything. Right. I think, also I think the line, you have your mother's eyes, wasn't in the book. I think in the book, Snape's last words were just, look at me. And he just looked him in the eyes. And we're supposed to just imply that he wanted to see his eyes again. Or Lily's eyes again. Yeah. But I like that he said it. Yeah. Because everyone has always been saying that to Harry, but Snape has never said that. No. Well, but, Snape hates Harry because Harry looks like his dad. Yeah. Um, and I love that he, that's like the last thing he says. Yeah. That was nice. And I was crying. So Harry runs up to the pensive. I forgot you told me to talk about Snape's death. And then I forgot to actually say it. He died. Yeah. And I just kept Then he died. Then he died. The end. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, so blah. he goes up to the pensive, pours the tears in there, which I didn't think it worked with tears too. I thought it was just pull I your memory I think they weren't his tears really. Like they were, but like. They were shinier. I think he was letting his. Because in the book it says it comes out, they come out of his nose, his ears. Like he's just trying to get them out mm. so that Harry can collect them. Odd. But in the movie they made they made them double as his tears, I think, so it would be more emotional. Mm. I would not have been able to take him seriously if smoke's coming out of his nose. And if he's like, blah, blah. He's oozing memory. <laughs> Let me see your face. <laughs> <laughs> you have your mother's eyes. You have your mother's eyes. <laughs> okay, anyway, so we got to keep going. Let's talk about the Snape montage. That's so, what I was about to do. I know, but we were taking forever to get there. I was just <laughs> You were interrupting me. It's your fault. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> so... We let's not describe what it is because let's not do a play by play. No. What do you think of the montage, how they did it in the movie? I thought it was really good. Um, it kind of jumps from like the like very beginning before they're he and Lily are even at Hogwarts, but it's how they met, you know, kind of skipping through. And of course, they couldn't put in everything that we read in the books, but you know, a lot like you still get a lot from it. Yeah. How they meet, you see that Harry's dad and Sirius are jerks. Uh, because they're just mean to Severus the whole time. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go through. No, but I'm. I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> you said to well, talk about it. Let me see, let me tell you things I liked about it. Okay. And then you can chime in. That's what I was doing too. <laughs> but you started. You started yeah, at the beginning. I liked the beginning. I liked the middle. I liked the end. <laughs> you said talk about it. I liked that. Because I, I was like, we won't do a play by play. But what do you think? And you were like, well, first he starts out I as a kid. Wasn't I <laughs> said I like that they started with a kid. So I like that they kind of cut around in time. Like that they they'll show like adult him and young him and they'll kind of connect it all together. Yeah. My favorite parts are when he's talking to Dumbledore. I and I love it's just a little thing. It's cause he served Voldemort, right? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of person he knows. So when he shows up I think Dumbledore like freezes him or something when they first meet. Uh huh. And he says, Oh, please don't kill me. And we know Dumbledore wouldn't do that. No. But he doesn't know that. No. You know, because he, all he knows is pe powerful wizards killing people left and right. Yeah. So he's like, Oh, don't kill me. And Dumbledore's like, I'm not going to freaking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love in the book, he says, Hide her. Like he says, Hide her, hide her away. 
And then Dumbledore's like, oh, and you just let James and Harry die? And he's like, hide them all then. Mm -hmm. And then Dumbledore literally says, like, you disgust me. Because he knows he's just like, doesn't really care about them. Which I like, because it shows that at Snape really is just focused on Lily at first. He's like, yeah. I don't care about them. And then I like when Dumbledore says, what would you give me in return? And Snape says, anything. Mm -hmm. Which I really like. Mm -hmm. um, I really, really love... Obviously, we're going to skip ahead a little here. The always thing is great. Yeah. And I love that when he says, Lily, after all this time, it cuts to young Snape holding her body like crying. I'm going to tear up talking about it. <laughs> when he says, Lily, after all this time, it cuts to young Snape holding her body and crying. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's just so well done, like it how was. it cuts back and forth. And Alan Rickman's acting, like when he, when he walks in and first sees that she's dead and he like collapses against the wall. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Alan Rickman is, like, so good. Yeah. I mean, I already knew that, but he kills it in this montage. Yeah. And I, I think there's something else. Oh, I love when, when Snape says, he says, no one can know, like, mm -hmm. that he loved Lily. Yeah. And Dumbledore says, I am to, he says something like, I'm not to reveal the best of you, Severus. Yeah. Like, And I'm like, ugh. Because, again, this Dumbledore, at this point, knew Snape as a Death Eater. So he's like, you loved a person. Yeah. And wanted to protect her. Yeah. And her family. It was nice. Yeah. And later, when Harry's like, Snape's Patronus was a doe, like my mom's. And Dumbledore's like, yeah. And Harry's like, it's curious, don't you think? And I love what Dumbledore says. He says, actually, when I think about it, it's not really curious at all. And he just kind of mm -hmm. walks away. And you're just like... Mm hmm. In the, okay, <laughs> sorry, we're talking about really powerful emotional things. In the commentary from pretty much it, they, in the first movie, they, they say, um, they're talking about how they think Snape is like hot, like they're calling him Snatty. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like Snape Daddy. <laughs> I knew what you meant. And they're saying like, uh, Lily wanted to be with them or whatever. And <laughs> the other guy goes, Lily did not. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Anyway, that whole montage was powerful. Yeah, it was. And Very really emotional. well done mm -hmm. by not just Alan Rickman, but by the actor who played Dumbledore mm -hmm. and everyone. Yeah. Um, was, all the all the actors for the kids were all good. Yeah. So it was really good. But then in this montage we discover that Harry is the last Horcrux mm -hmm. and that he has to die. And he has to die by Voldemort's hand. Yeah. So after that, he's like, okay, I'm going out into the woods and I'm going to let Voldemort kill me. Mm -hmm. I'm skipping some stuff, but we don't really have time. No, we skipped the most important thing. What? We've been leading up the whole series. That in this montage also, we find out that Snape, so when, when Dumbledore's hand was all withered from destroying the ring. That's right. Snape stopped. He's able to pause the spread of that curse. And he's like, how long? He said, about a year. And so Dumbledore was like, they're going to try to get Draco to kill me. I need you to do it. Mm -hmm. And in the and they say in the movie, like, you have to kill me because then that's the only way that the Dark Lord will trust you 100%. Yeah. But also in the book, he also says it's for Draco's benefit. Yeah. He's like, because if we can spare Draco's soul... Like, that'll be good. And yeah. I think in the book, Snape says, what about my soul? <laughs> and Dumbledore's like, well, you're doing it because I asked you to. Yeah. So it's, and also, it's what different. Soul? <laughs> no, hey. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, and, and Dumbledore was dying anyway. So it's like, mm. Yeah. 
And I think Dumbledore even says in the book, he's like, you're actually putting me out of my misery. You're doing me a kindness. Yeah, he's not going to have to suffer through that curse. And it was also right after he drank all that potion and he was very oh, yeah. clearly still suffering from this. So then when you when you go to that scene, knowing that, and you see Dumbledore saying, Severus, please. That, yeah. It's not a, please don't do this. It's a, please, please, do, this. please do this. Please remember what we talked about. Yeah. And then, and then Alan Rickman's acting in that scene takes on a whole new... Because you see him being like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, you see it with fresh eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. it like, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> And let's skip a little bit because we're. this is already almost as long as the other part. Dang it. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. This, there's a lot in these two. Um, but so Harry goes to the woods and he realizes that his snitch, that which we didn't talk about, but Dumbledore gave him the snitch he won in his first match. And at one point, he put it to his lips, and then some words appeared, and it says, I open at the close, and he didn't know what that meant. And now, when he, he remembers that snitch, and he's like, this is what it meant, because now I'm going to my death, and I'm ready to die. Yeah. And he tells it that. He's like, I'm ready to die. And he puts his lips to it, and it opens, and the resurrection stone is in there. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the Deathly Hallows either, we but, did not. but that's okay. We're assuming you've seen it because we're spoiling it. Yeah, and so like literally what the movies are named after. We didn't even yeah, mention Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it. didn't mention those. The Deathly Hallows, the Elder One, the Invisibility Cloak, and the Resurrection, Resurrection Stone. Stone. <laughs> so the Resurrection Stone pops out of the snitch, and I love this scene where Ugh. all his dead loved ones show up. His parents, Sirius, Lupin, somebody else, right? Is that everybody? No, that's everyone. It's just the four of them. Mm. We didn't even talk about how Lupin and Tonks and... Lupin and Tonks died. And Fred, right? Fred died. It was very sad. Yeah. Especially Rupert Grint's acting was amazing. Ugh. When when he saw Fred was dead and he just starts bawling. Oh, so good. But anyway, he talks to them and it's so great. I can't remember everything they said. The things that stood out to me were when he asked Sirius, does it hurt? And Sirius says, it's quicker than falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tear. I'm going to cry thinking about it. <laughs> and he says, um, will you stay with me? And they say, to the end. Yeah. And they say that they they never... Oh, at the beginning, he says, why are you here, all of you? And they say, we never left. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ugh. Mm. I know. And he drops the resurrection stone, and he goes to Voldemort, and Voldemort says, the boy who lived, come to die. In the book, he just says, the boy who lived, and I think is implying the rest. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like that he said it. it. Yeah. yeah. So he Avada Kedavra's him. For real. Mm-hmm. For real. And Harry goes to King Cross, like a, a little heaven version of it. It's all yeah, white. it's all white. He talks to Dumbledore, and I just want... I'm going quick now because we're taking so long. <laughs> um, he talks to Dumbledore. You cut in any time if you want because I'm just going to steamroll through. Um, but I don't want to steamroll over you, so you. you just cut in if you have something to say. He talks to Dumbledore. They kind of explain some stuff. I will point out, obviously, their conversation is a lot longer in the book. Mm-hmm. They talk a lot more about Dumbledore's life. And they fill in a lot more of those gaps. Mm-hmm. And they talk a little bit about Grindelwald. I think the whole Grindelwald story is interesting. And I wish, I, I hope we do get to see more of it in the Fantastic Beast movies. I don't know how those are going. They're going to make the third one, but I'm worried that they'll stop. But I want to know that story. I'd love to see it. But anyway, they talk about Dumbledore's life. They talk about everything that's kind of happened. Dumbledore like kind of finally fills him in on everything that he didn't tell him. And... Mm-hmm. Fills in gaps, answers questions, confirms things, denies things. It's a great scene. In both, it's a great scene, but you just get more information in the book, which is fair. Yeah. And Harry Harry keeps asking him, should I like move on? Should I go back? And Dumbledore just keeps saying, like, I can't decide for you. Yeah. You have to do it. But I like that Harry's like, I should go back, shouldn't I? 
And he's like, oh, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the snake is still alive. Voldemort's still alive. Mm -hmm. I have to go back. And and Dumbledore, and in the book, I think Dumbledore's like really proud of him for making that decision. Mm -hmm. He's like, (laughs) and I love that when he first shows up, Dumbledore's like, you brave, brave man or something like that. Mm -hmm. You, I think he says, you wonderful boy, you brave man or something like Mm -hmm. that. And it's, I I love that line. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Harry goes back and I love, I'm skipping ahead, right? (laughs) So Voldemort has Hagrid carry his quote unquote dead body back. Mm -hmm. And I love that Voldemort's like, look, he's dead. And then Harry um, jumps out of Hagrid's arms and Voldemort's like, what? And a bunch of Death Eaters just bail because they're like, twice? You tried to kill him twice and it didn't work? I'm not talking about like every time he's tried to kill him. I mean like hitting him with the Avada Kedavra curse twice, like dead on twice, and it didn't work. They were like, peace, I'm out. (laughs) Like, nope, I'm on the wrong side. (laughs) And so they just bailed. (laughs) And I just love that. Anyway, this is going really long. So I think we should just, I I, want to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we can be done. I didn't like how they wrapped up the war in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wish it was more like the book. How it happens in the book is Neville does kill the snake, mm-hmm. but then Voldem- they all end up going into the main hall, even Voldemort. He's in there fighting people. Mm-hmm. And Harry shows up with the invisibility cloak and is like, yo, just me and Voldemort. It's just me and him. And they have like a chat, which I like. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they didn't have as much time, but Harry and Voldemort kind of go all over the castle in the movie, like fighting. And it was not bad, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, Voldemort is stronger than Harry. So like this fight wouldn't go very long. No. There's a very specific reason it doesn't work in the book when they come to blows. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if an extended battle would go Harry's way. Yeah, I, I don't sure. think it, I mean, I, the whole wand thing is confusing. But anyway, so in the book... They're just circling each other for a while, and Harry is explaining how the the Elder Wand never serves Snape. It actually serves him, because Draco disarmed Voldemort. No, Dumbledore. Duh, yeah, Dumbledore in the Astronomy Tower. So then the Elder Wand was served Draco. Mm-hmm. Then when Harry disarmed Draco in this story, it, it switched to Harry. So it couldn't kill Harry, because Harry is the true master. That's why when Voldemort tried to kill him... And he did the Expelliarmus curse. It backfired on Voldemort. And here's the main thing I want to say. In the book, when Vold- when it backfires on Voldemort, he just falls over mm-hmm. and crumples to the ground. Like a man. Like a dude. Because he's a man. Yeah. And in the movie, he like dissolves away and he's like, Bleh! and he like crumples into the air. Mm-hmm. And I, I prefer it in the book because Harry even starts calling him Tom. Yeah. Like Dumbledore did. Mm-hmm. because Harry sees he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a force of nature. He's not pure evil in its in incarnate. Mm-hmm. He's not some kind of monster. He's just some dude. He's a really powerful dude, but he's a dude, and I like that he died like a guy. Mm-hmm. He just died like a regular guy would die. He just yeah. fell over like a crumpled dude. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, he kind of was like, Egh! like his death was like not like a regular person. He dissolved away. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't like that. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway, that's it. This has been really long, so we're going to cut it yeah. short here. So I, I like both these movies. You yeah. like these movies? Yeah, I did. Love what do the you, whole series. You think you like the series? What do you I think do. of the movies, just briefly, overall? 
Yeah, I liked them. I thought that I liked their progression of how they got more serious and like it was less kids movie. But the books did that too. And yeah. I liked that too. So yeah. I, I still prefer the books, but I'm a Yeah, reader, they've got so. more in them yeah. too. Um, so yeah, that's our opinion. Definitely, definitely check out the movies. Um, read the books. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy thinks you should read the books first. I think you should watch the movies first because then <laughs> you won't be as disappointed. Yeah. Um, because then you'll just get more and not less when you do it that way. So anyway... That's it for Spoopy Month for Harry Potter Month. Thank you for joining us for October. Like I said, next episode, we're going to talk about the show 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really excited. Yeah. I like the show. Amy loves the I show. I love the show. So uh, join us next time as we talk about 30 Rock. And thanks for being with us this month, everybody. Yeah, have a fun and safe Halloween. And in case nobody told you today, you are loved and you are valuable and we're glad you're here. Yes, absolutely. You're all incredible. Thank you so, so much. You're not incredible just because you listen to us. You just are. You you are. And if nobody's told you this, you have value. Mm-hmm. And I hope you know that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Story Tales. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter at StorytalesPod, where you can share your story with us. Or you can email us at StorytalesPodcast at gmail.com. Your story wants to be told.